four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening. And you're on the tee, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. Incredibly excited to be out at Fairways of Woodside, where we had our second annual on the tee outing. Today, thanking a lot of the partners that have been a part of the show over the last two years. That doesn't mean that the show's over. We still have plenty of shows left. Going through the end of October, because that's, of course, the golf season is going to be going through the end of October, Stephen. This is one of those October days you just want to frame, put on your bulletin board, oh, and talk man. about it all off-season. You, you get mid-60s, not a cloud in the sky. We've got that deep shadow right now over fairways of Woodside. This is the dream type of golf weather. This is my favorite time of year to play golf. Oh, and they've got the I, – I don't know what you did. So, Rob McDonald, owner-operator, I don't know what your title is out here other than yeah. just – Friend of you know, show. Yeah, friend, friend of show. Friend of show. Friend of show. Yeah. Does a lot of great things out here at Fairways of Woodside. You guys have more colors than I've seen anywhere else in terms of, like, the, the leaf foliage. So, it was just a beautiful setting for the On the Tee Open today. It's a part of, like, the golf course setting with all the different – different trees that are out here it's pretty awesome to see all that stuff so uh yeah lots of red and you name it it's cool so what are some of the different things that you think you guys do out here because i know i've talked about it as much as i can on this show and elsewhere but what do you think separates you guys from other golf courses here at fairways it's an affordable golf course that has bent grass from tee to green right uh the fairways are amazing the greens are amazing we try to roll them through that's the most important piece but then it's the atmosphere. It's the place you heard it today. A bunch of guys going, haven't played it before. We're coming back. And that's what we want, right? We want guys that come back and had a good time. And uh, the atmosphere is probably not just good golf, but the atmosphere. Um, you had a, did you have Bev cart today? Yeah, you had a Bev cart in the middle of October. We have one every day. It's just what we do. So we still keep that Wisconsin golf thing happening all through the year. And that's the difference. I think one of the things that makes Wisconsin golf special is that you have your championship caliber courses that are hosting major tournaments, and then you have your gems like this at Fairways Woodside. We had our friends at Aaron Hills here at the On the Tee golf outing today, and they said that they do about twenty to 22,000 rounds per year, and that's where they like to cap it. Yep. You guys have over 40, <laughs> and this place looks as good as you'll find of golf courses in the middle of summer. What's your secret? Uh, great people. Right. I mean, the people who work here are great and it's a great atmosphere and we have great membership and we just have a good time and people keep coming back and we're, we love them all. That's the best part. So this idea that golf is supposed to be fun, where did you come up with it? You know, because, <laughs> again, like I feel that golf gets a reputation and Stephen and I, I feel like, try to fight this through on the tee and just talking about golf in general, that golf isn't stuffy. Golf can be a fun place. You can have a great golf course like you have here and still have the atmosphere. Where, where, so where did you get the idea to create the atmosphere here that you ended up creating? Oh, back in high school, actually. I, uh, there were some members in front of me. I grew up in Prairie Shane and there were some members in front of me, or behind me, actually, and they made me uh, wait and let them play through. And so I was kind of like, well, what the heck, right? And then they were laying on the, 
they're like laying on the green and they three putted and I was kind of laughing at it. And as soon as they got one step off the green, I nutted one to like two feet, you know, I'm in high school, I'm playing good. And it was great. And I'm just like, this is fun. That was fun. We got to have fun fun. in golf and kind of saw throughout, right? Worked at uh, Thornberry Creek up in Green Bay. And the the gentleman that built that had that same kind of feel. I'm going to have fun, right? And that was the first nine-hole course with two greens per hold. I don't know if you've ever played the old, the old nine, but it was fun. And we just kept kind of doing it. And uh, so I kind of always had this in my mind, like, golf could be fun. And then moved on a course, and I don't know, I got in the golf business somehow weird. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. Now I'm sitting on a golf cart uh, talking to you guys on uh, ESPN Radio, and it's kind of fun. And look at this look at this setting. I mean, it's picture perfect. Yeah, it is a perfect night here in Wisconsin. You talk about some of the events that you guys host. You were nice enough to host us today for the On the Tee Golf Outing. What's your favorite event? What is your most unique event that you guys might host in a calendar year? Because you really try to make it a calendar year here. Yeah, well, so uh, that's kind of the cool part. Daily golfers, that's what we host, right? We don't have leagues. We don't have a lot of outings. Uh, we host some some fun outings, but we just try to have open golf so that those guys that know they want to get together this week, Tuesday, and try to get a foursome together because the weather's nice, they don't have to fight. They can get a tee time, right? Like That's what we try to do every day. So um, those are kind of the best things. And then we take the party inside. As soon as the snow starts flying, we've got Trackman 4s. We're going into our eighth year of indoor golf. Like They're popping up all over, right? Even the brewers are getting into indoor golf. But we've been doing it for eight years, so we've been ahead of the curve for the longest time, and it's a great time. I always say you're not going to lose a golf ball inside, and you don't have to wait for the Bev cart. So indoor <laughs> golf can be more fun, and you can play over 200 golf courses. So wh- where did you get the idea to turn your kind of dining area into a simulator space? <laughs> and secondly, what are some of the fun things people can expect from you guys this winter? As, as much as I w- hate talking about indoor golf in winter, like it is actually coming up, whether I want to believe it is or not. So if people are interested in that, how do they find out more about it and, and some of the fun events you guys have in there? Well, we're using TrackMan, right? So TrackMan has is one of the most uh, accurate launch monitors in the world. They've been out forever. Even the PGA is now using uh, TrackMan as its launch monitor for every hole. So you've seen that. So we have a very accurate, we like to say it's not like the game, it is the game uh, with regards to TrackMan. Ding! Uh, They trademarked that. But anyway, um, (laughs) so you're going to be able to do that. We have uh, two-man teams, two-man leagues, two-player leagues. We call it the Beer League. So it's being sponsored uh, every week by a different brewery, and we're going to have beer from all the way from Dublin to Milwaukee to Green Bay, you name it. Um, beer samples, lots of fun, giving away stuff from Ping, Callaway, Iron Jock, you name it. And then uh, good food, and then, of course, uh, premium spirits and all that other fun stuff that goes with it. But I think it's the golf, right? What we see now is when people play golf in the winter, their golf game in the spring and summer is better, and they get stronger, they're hitting the ball better, and they're more accurate. So there's not that lag of, I've got to learn the game again. Uh, they keep that swing going, and their body stays stays fit. We're talking about fall golf right now in Wisconsin. And I have played a lot of golf courses in this state, Gabe. I know you have as well. And you guys do something here that I have not seen at a single golf course that I've ever played. You guys actually have leaf blowers on a number of your greens <laughs> that hang off the side of the green for players to go out and blow the their own green and help their line. I mean, there's nothing more aggravating in fall golf than a losing balls under, under leaves. That's tough. Or being on a green and having to putt through a maze of leaves. Like, it's such a simple idea. Do I hit idea. it a little bit harder because it might hit that leaf and yeah, slow it down? Like, but instead... it's, a, it's such a simple thing. Like, is that, is that 
Your yep. brainchild, man? Yeah, that was my idea. So, yeah, well, I mean, it's free labor, right? So I got you to. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we can get free labor and get you guys to get the greens uh, cleaned out. I mean, clearly, uh, you saw the colors today. That all falls off the trees at some point. Uh, we have to send the guys home at some point during the day. We can't blow for 22 hours a day. But um, the guys do an amazing job to keep the course uh, clean. But then late in the day, the, the they start falling like it's raining and snowing and it builds up and so it's just an just another kind of niche thing that we do that's kind of cool uh we're in that training period right now we have uh, people bring back the the leaf blowers and tell us we left them on the green <laughs> uh, and we have to teach them oh no no that's for you uh did you it was on a hook for a reason yeah um but anyway we just kind of giggle at that but yeah it's just a nice not another nice thing that we do cool thing that we do that's different Talking with Rob McDonald here at uh, Fairways of Woodside, where we had our second annual on the tee outing today, 94.5 ESPN. Your and, and when we were out here for the Masters, we had an opportunity to talk with. <laughs> that was fun, and, and that was fun when we had uh, when we had the uh, Masters theme song playing in the background of the entire show. That was spectacular. Live. <laughs> <laughs> so these are again, these are some of the ideas that Rob comes up with, and people just go. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Let's do that. But your your grounds crew out here, man. Like as, as many rounds as you play, as I mean, I was out here. I don't know a couple months ago after we had some heavy rain, and you were one of the few places that still found a way to stay open so people could come out and play golf. What about your your grounds crew out here that separates them with a lot of other places? Because again, a lot of a lot of play. Course is in spectacular shape, and as I mentioned, as, as wet as some other places were, this was still somehow a playable golf course. Oh, I mean, I think we all have a focus we to make sure that people can play golf today, right? Like, we only get a few days, right? We're talking about the end of the season here shortly, and it's cold. It's going to be cold here soon. Uh, within the next hour or two, we're going to be putting our uh, winter coats on uh, at night. But that's the thing, right? So we always want to make sure that we have the course ready for the next day. Um, little things that we do on a daily basis. We get the crew out ahead of everybody. So the greens, you're going to not come to a green that hasn't been mowed or rolled for the day. We, you know, we, we took tee times at 8 a.m. for a reason so that you get that feel. And my, my guys can spend the time. And Kevin is amazing uh, outside. Kevin's in his third year here. I mean, we've talked, you actually talked to him. Yeah, we did. Um, Kevin, uh, I mean, he. But he worked at uh, at this place called Augusta down in Georgia. <laughs> I said, boy, down here in Georgia. And then he, uh, uh, Baltusrol and Sabonic and North Shore and even Aaron Hills. I mean, he was the assistant in Aaron Hills. There's a, an iconic uh, picture of one guy with a water bottle with a hole. Do you remember that? And he was over drenching this very small brown spot on a green. I don't know if you remember that from, yeah. from Aaron Hills. That was Kevin. So Kevin was in charge of, you know, water that day. And so you look at that's that's the guy that's taking care of the course now, right? Like that's our superintendent. So that that attention to detail on a daily basis, so that we can get as many golfers as we get around the course. And let's, I mean, we talked about forty thousand rounds. Our goal is to get you around in four hours or less. I mean, and we do that. That's why the carts have GPS on them. We have all that data. Those are just the dumb things that we're doing on our side to keep it fast, to keep it fun. Uh, you know, we've got that. If you're having a good time, you know, have a play fast and if you're having a bad time play faster and that's just the way it goes we played a golf outing in four hours today that was pretty spectacular <laughs> and the course was full it's yeah. the first time i've ever done that yeah it the was first time i've was... ever played in four hours yeah you guys should host every golf outing <laughs> but uh, your your head is always working what's your next thing you want to do to this place to enhance the experience well i think it 
it always comes around that Wisconsin feel, right? So we are looking at, uh, you know, some different hospitality pieces. We'd love to put a hospitality tent off the back of 18. So we're looking at trying to get that done for next year. Uh, where you kind of have that hospitality feel like at Aaron Hills or at the Ryder Cup or something like that, where you kind of end and, and maybe make a make our own, uh, what is it, the, the the waste management open hole where it's oh, that sure. every day. At 16. <laughs> you know, every, everybody says 18 is an easy hole, so if we put a tent with a bunch of people rabble-rousing you, getting uh, <laughs> with some spirits, I think we can create a harder hole. Suddenly that three-footer just got a little <laughs> bit longer when you got yes, a lot of sir. people who are putting some pressure yeah. On you as you make that putt, um, or try to make that putt, I should say. Rob, we certainly appreciate the time. We appreciate the partnership as uh, you know a, a part of On the Team. We appreciate you having us out here for the second annual On the Tee outing Thank at Fairways of Woodside. Thank you, guys. Rob McDonald here from Fairways of Woodside joining us here on the team. Do want to tell you as well about one of our other proud partners who I got to see out here today. That is Heartland Movement Center. Our opening segment is brought to you by the fine folks at Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Again, they approach golf a different way. It's a great time to to call Heartland Movement Center, to get out there, visit their facility, because once the winter hits, you're going to want that personalized coach and that personalized approach to get your game in a better shape for 2023. Learn more at their website, heartlandmovementcenter.com. More coming up next live from Fairways of Woodside. It's on the team. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Always a fun time at Fairways of Woodside. Special thanks to Rob McDonald for having us out here at Fairways of Woodside today. But it got us thinking. We played a little bit of a scramble today, and I I even did a little bit more of a different format with my friends from the Jewelry Center who are out here. So Stephen and I are going to discuss, and you can join the conversation, 800-990-3776. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. On some of your favorite and least favorite formats, that's what we discuss right now in It's All About the Drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. So today we played a scramble, and I'm not going to lie to you, Stephen. When I get to this point in the year, sometimes I get a little scrambled out. Yeah. Um, Because you play a lot of them, you know, you play in a lot of charity events. They end up being scrambles. A lot of Monday events end up being scrambles. And, you know, sometimes they can be fun. Other times they're, they're a little bit more of a drag. Today, so what I did today... I played a scramble, but it was alternating teams. So I played with the guys from the Jewelry Center. They split up into teams of two, and I would alternate trying to help different teams. And I think that was kind of helpful today. But there are so many different golf formats out there that people get to play. And it depends upon the day that you're playing them. But I, I, 
I want to know what your favorite and least favorite ones are. So I actually just got back from a trip to Philadelphia over the weekend. Okay. I played in my dad's member guest with him. First time we played competitive golf together. Super fun. We played a very interesting format that I've never done before. I, I don't play in many member guests, but uh, so maybe it's not that unique. I'm just a newbie to it. But it was supposed to be a two-day event. It was turned into a one-day because of the hurricane. Yeah, a lot, got of, a lot, a lot of water out east. Uh, it was originally going to be... Five nine-hole matches. Yep. There's, let's call it six flights, I think. Five yep. nine-hole matches where you play, you win the hole, it's a point. You can get a half point with a, a push, and then whoever has the most points at the end wins their flight. So you can actually lose a match and still have the most points depending on how badly you beat the other teams. And that was that was super fun because it you kind of had to put your pedal to the metal. Like, you, you just... you couldn't just win a match you had to no. win big yeah. and it was it kept you in every hole every shot i really liked that format and and what i really like about that format as well in that member guest because again you've got all these different flights and it's the easiest way to do it you know with tiebreakers and whatever you know you try to figure out you know it's not just who won what match it's you're winning points you're collecting points so even when you're down in a match let's say you've already lost but now you've got the next two holes okay i've we can win these next two holes, still get those two points, not fall too far behind, and still work our way back to try to, you know, find our way at the top of that flight. Yeah, and that's that's how that's exactly what happened to us. We we went out. My dad, uh, he's about a thirteen handicap, and my man shot a seventy nine. He was Ooh, he boy. was lighting it up through eighteen holes. So we won our first two matches seven three. So it's you know you got yep. nine points, and then you get one point for winning the match. So seven three seven three. We're sitting pretty atop the leaderboard. We get into the third match, and I, uh, I I'm going to take the blame on it. Um, okay. I I didn't play to my number. I needed yeah. I needed to go out there and win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played fine. We both played fine, but fine doesn't win you match play events. So we needed to win six four in order to force a playoff with another team. Sure. That also had the same number of points. We lost six and a half, three and a half. Um, and in the moment, you don't know what the leaderboard looks like. So yeah. we battled back. I birdied the final hole to get us to three and a half. We're like, ah, maybe we're in this thing. But we missed out on the playoff. But it, it was it, it's a cool format because um, when you're rolling, you can really roll. And you're never fully out of it. And it, it was a really fun weekend. It was a special opportunity to, to play, play some golf with Pops. Oh, uh, member guests are just a blast. Um, and, and I'm... I'm I'm disappointed for you that you didn't get to experience the full full two days. Yeah. Um, so I, I have played in a member guest the, the last couple of years. Couldn't make it work this year with a friend of mine in Madison. Belongs at Blackhawk in uh, downtown Madison. And it's such a fun event. And, in fact, we probably had a little too much fun. Yeah, after, that happens. Because, and this is a friend that, I mean, he's been a friend of mine for such a long time. And I don't get to see him all that often because... You know, life gets in the way. I live in Milwaukee. He lives in Madison now. Him and his wife just had their second child. So, you know, they've got kids and and, and you just don't. But that's the weekend that we set aside to get together. So, you know, you get together, you start reminiscing. Next thing you know, a couple beers have gone down that next morning when you got to be there at 8 o'clock for your matches. Yeah. Those can be those can be some tough matches. That's that's always the danger I, of the member guests. I was very bummed about not having the two day. Yeah, like I, I was Especially looking forward dad, to like to rolling rolling. You know, hey, we lost our third match, but we still had two left to try and make round back up. And I, I felt pretty comfortable about where we stood in that uh, overall 
we were in the B group, the B flight, and I, I thought we would have gone out there and won it. I do have to tell a funny story about my dad, um, and he might be tuning into this, so I, I hope he is. We finish 18. He goes out there, shoots a 79 collectively in the match. So yep. he, he's riding high. You yeah. know, he's playing out of his mind. He carried us. Um, and, you know, we sit down. We have lunch. So we go to play the final nine before, you know, we go out. If we win that nine, we go to the playoff. Um, you know, a lot of these golf outings have – like food stations or fun things set up between the holes. We're playing at a club, and there was a Mr. Softy stand that was set up. It was 55 degrees, overcast, <laughs> and, like, threatening rain. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm walking to the first tee box for our final match. I'm fired up. I turn around. I look at my dad. He's got a triple XL cone of Mr. Softy <laughs> after a big lunch. <laughs> and I, I'm like, what are, what are you doing he's gonna right now? He's going to take a nap. That's what he's going to do. So maybe that's what cost us in the final match. But, no, nah, it was uh, – it, it, it's a – I won't forget that image of turning around and, and the grin on his face as he's, he's about to crush a Mr. Softy triple XL <laughs> cone. Feeling good after 18. Yeah. We, had, we had fun. Yeah. Th- I mean, th- so that is always – again, I, I love that because a lot of times when you're playing a match with buddies or whatever, you're playing match play – Everything just not everything always means something. You know, you close out the match. Yeah. You got a couple holes left. And you're like, okay, I got to still figure out a way to keep this together to close out. You know, I, either you closed out your buddy or your buddy closed out you. You still got to keep it together for the final two, three holes or whatever. So I do really love that format. And one of my favorite formats that so many people hate, and maybe that's why I like it so much because I know how much the person I'm playing hates it. And, and I only get to do it a couple of times a year. Um, we missed out on an opportunity to do it today with the Writers' Cup, um, our friends in the Wisconsin media taking on members of the Illinois media, an event that we partnered with together last year. Um, but alternate shot. I just love the team aspect of alternate shot. And I know so many people just dread playing it because, oh, I can't get in rhythm and whatever. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. But when you just when you start to embrace the alternate shot, that's when you start to have some fun. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to embrace alternate shot, you have to have the right partner. Sure. Because there, there's no more empty of a feeling than letting your partner down mm-hmm. on an alternate shot. My, my number one rule, and I think I told you this last year, there's no apologizing an alternate shot. Yeah, yeah. The like, S word doesn't you, exist. Nope, no nope. sorries. You can't. I mean, you hit a bad shot. All right, now it's my and, – and honestly, sometimes I enjoy that challenge of trying yeah, to get, get fired out of up. A, Yeah, trying to – okay, my partner hit a bad shot. Let me pick him up here. You know, and then, okay, I hit a bad shot. My partner has the opportunity to pick me up. So I, I really enjoy alternate shots. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't advise it with a significant other. Um, yeah, <laughs> that'd be a little tough. But, sure. yeah, you got to have the right partner that, you know, you can feed off each other. And um, I, I think alter- – I'm, I'm with you. I, I think alternate shot is – the most compelling. It's the most dramatic. It is, especially on the professional level. I mean, that's the oh, that's yeah. a, that's what I love watching the most when it comes to some of these team formats we saw last weekend with the Presidents Cup and of course the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits last year. Alternate shot is, I think, the best team event to encapsulate a team. Right? Like you, everybody needs to contribute. It's not just one horse that can carry a team like you might find in a in a foursomes. Yeah. And, again, most of the time when you're playing, at least the only times that I've played alternate shot would be a day like today when we're playing a Ryder Cup-style format. Got to do modified alternate shot a couple of times with the men's club at Brown Deer this year where you both tee off, pick the best one, and then you alternate from there going in. But the true alternate shot where you know, like, standing on the tee, because when you play, when you're playing modified alternate shot, 
it to me can almost have a scramble feeling to yeah. it. Like if my partner is in one spot and I know he's fine, now I can get uber aggressive. But there's something playing true alternate shot, standing on the tee, just knowing, all right, this is only this is it. We yeah. get, there's there's no bailing out. There's just this is our shot, and this is what we got to play from there. What are your thoughts on just a, your generic scramble? And I admit, that was a very leaded question. Of, it was. I, um, you know how I feel about it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it. It's fine, and I. I get tired of the scramble, especially when I, I get expected to being the big hitter, taking the aggressive lines, trying to figure all you know, trying to do that all the time. Um, I. I prefer not to play scramble. Yeah, and I'm not the big hitter, but for some reason, like. This little demon on my shoulder decides to tell me, yeah, you can go after that. You can carry that. No, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm a good second shot guy for, for uh, scrambles. But I get why you got to do them. Pace of play is Oh, everything. pace of play. Yeah, and every once in a while, like, I've got one. I've got one last one coming up that I actually do look forward to at Brown Deer. Um, that it's not an official men's club event, but it's mostly men's club members. Uh, they give away a bunch of prizes at the end. It's just it's just kind of a celebration that the end, you know we've reached the end of the season for the men's club, and you, you go out there with your buddies and just have a good time, and you know you, you don't have because the other thing, and again, I understand why you have to do it. I understand why you got to sell the mulligans. I understand why you have to sell the yardstick or the string or do all these different things because ultimately you're out there not to play golf. You're out there to raise money for a certain cause. So uh, I just, as as much as we just talked with Rob about golf is supposed to be fun, and I understand that's most fun for some people. I'm a golf purist, yeah. and I love playing my own golf. Yeah, game. yeah, especially like today. The course was moving at such a great pace. I probably could have played my own ball and still played in four hours. Oh, like easily with, with the group. Easily, yeah. But maybe maybe we'll make next year's on the tee outing uh, a little bit more adventurous from a formatting standpoint. Ah, well, you know, hey, I I think we have a say in that, but we also might not. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it, always always hard to say. Speaking of fairways at Woodside, golf weather in Wisconsin is still here. Golf course we can attest was in tremendous shape today. So go to their website, fairwaysofwoodside.com, to book your next tee time and keep fairways of Woodside in mind because winter is going to be coming up. You're going to want to check out their trackman's inside again. Their website, fairwaysofwoodside.com. I guarantee you, you have not experienced a golf course that has the atmosphere that fairways of Woodside has, Robin team do such a tremendous job with it coming up next on the team patrick reed has completely lost his mind if you haven't seen this well hopefully you'll be laughing along with us coming up next on the team back to the course and on the tee with gabe and steven after this on 94.5 espn this is on the tee with gabe neitzel and steven watson on 94.5 espn presented by annex wealth management and fairways of woodside how I word this segment because I do not want to join the litany of people that Patrick Reed is suing for $750 million. Gabe, I kind of want you to just sound off because we need some content for next season's show. Well, I, I, I mean, do, 
does David does David Gruber like would he handle this type of lawsuit for me? Like I don't know who else to call uh, to represent me because uh, Patrick Reed, if you happen to miss this, so he filed a seven hundred fifty million dollar lawsuit in Texas, and mainly it was just against Brandel Shambly and the Golf Channel because the Golf Channel being the employer of Brandel and PJ Tour are not involved because that's a different lawsuit. Uh, but he decided to file a def- defamation lawsuit against Brandel, so he got rid of that. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the reports that were out there that the judge they reportedly drew in Texas is an avid golfer and also a stickler for the rules, which, as we've all seen, wouldn't work out in Patrick Reed's favor. So they have refiled in Jacksonville, uh, and now they have also added Shane Bacon, Damon Hack, Eamon Lynch, uh, Golf Week, and Gannett, who owns Golf Week. And Gannett also owns a lot of newspapers, including the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. These are the people who have been added. I I listen to Shane Bacon quite a bit. Like, Shane I, is, I, I have a lot of respect for him in golf media. I feel he's relatively unknown still at this point. He did a lot of stuff with Fox, with Fox when they had golf, and then when they didn't, he now does with Damon Hack. They do golf today on the Golf Channel. Shane still does some play-by-play from time to time. Like, these are some of the nicest people. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've ever heard Shane Bacon say anything bad about anyone's for so for him to get added to this lawsuit, like it just adds to the frivolousness of the wa- lawsuit that Patrick Reed is filing. This guy, now that he's gone from the PGA Tour, we knew he was crazy. He is now completely unleashed and unchained. Live is perfect for Patrick Reed, um, and here's the thing about Patrick Reed: this is not an anomaly. No, this is a trend. Yep. And this has been part of his brand dating back to childhood golf, but specifically college golf, when he got kicked off of Georgia's team because he was accused of cheating and stealing from his teammates. Same thing happened at Augusta State. He has his own family issues, estranged from his family. This is a revolving door of problems surrounding this guy. And unfortunately, he has created some sort of thing in his head that the world is against him, when in reality he has become the villain in all of golf. And he's the longer that he continues to be the villain, and the more things that he does, the more people are going to say negative things about you. It's just simple human nature. I, I don't know what is so difficult for him to comprehend why people don't like him when he does the things that he does. The new lawsuit, lawsuit claims the defenses have, and I quote, conspired as joint tortfessors for and with the PGA Tour, its executives, and Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, to engage in a pattern of practice of defaming Mr. Reed, misreporting information with actual knowledge of falsity and or reckless disregard of the truth, that is, the with actual and constitutional malice, purposefully omitting pertinent key material facts to mislead the public, and actively targeting Mr. Reed since he was 23 years old. To destroy his reputation, create hate in a hostile work environment for him with the intent to discredit his name and accomplishments as a young, elite, world-class golfer and the good and caring person, husband and father of two children that he is. Okay, there's a lot there. Let's start with <laughs> elite. I want that, the, the word elite. Because Patrick Reed, before he even turned professional, declared himself as a top five player before he even played in a major championship. Yes, he did so, end up winning a green jacket. So, so... Here's the thing, like he thinks that that was the moment that everybody turned on him, and maybe it was for some. Like I thought that was awesome. Like 
look, and I didn't agree that he was a top five player, but it gave a little bit of juice to golf because at this point I did not know everything I know now about Patrick Reed. I just knew Patrick Reed as this young, brash guy who just won the World Golf Championship at Doral. He's like, yeah, I'm a top five player in the world. I'm like, I mean, you're not, but... Dude, that's sick. I'm so glad you feel that way because this just makes things a little bit more interesting. And then he kept talking, and it made me realize the person that Patrick Reed actually is, the guy who complained about free tickets to Fenway Park at the PGA Tour, the guy who still somehow doesn't think that he cheated in at the Hero Raw Challenge at uh, at, uh, um, one of the WGC match plays, right? No, the, the, the one where it bounced and he said it was embedded, but it wasn't actually embedded at um, in San Diego, at uh, in, in La Jolla. Why, why am I blanking on... Uh, Torrey Pines? At Torrey Pines. It was at the uh, the State Farm. Oh, yeah. At yeah, the yeah, State yeah, Farm yeah. at Torrey Pines. He, um... That... <laughs> okay, so I, I was reading up about the latest shenanigans from Patrick Reed, and I was reading an article in The Athletic, and I'm just going to read the paragraph because I'm going to paraphrase it. <laughs> Because this says everything you need to know about who Patrick Reed is. Reed was scheduled to play this week at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship at St. Andrews, the DP World Tour, of which he's a lifetime member, but withdrew. He told the Irish golfer he recently sustained a back injury, citing a mattress that was, quote, too soft in his Versailles hotel room where he was staying for the French Open. He withdrew because the mattress was too soft, and he had back pain. Yeah, sounds like yeah, it sounds like that was the only thing that was too soft. <laughs> oh, nice one! Got him. <laughs> uh, like, here's the problem with him, man. Like, again, he's like, "Oh, I've earned these routes. I've, I've earned," and then he goes over to live, says how he wants to play less, and now is actively trying to play more on the DP World Tour in the Asian Tour to try to accumulate and keep world ranking points so he can play in the events that have actually made him relevant, and those are the major championships. Like, this guy, whatever happens to him with this lawsuit, I hope it gets laughed out of court. I hope we all get laughs along the way. And, like... He's a narcissist, is really what he is. (laughs) It's hilarious because... So, you can see what happens in some of these lawsuits and how they contradict, you know, oh, the Liv fans, they're great. We love the Liv fans out here. Well, according to this lawsuit, you got to have a couple of security guards because people heckle you at these. So, are they actually good, or is this lawsuit? You know what I'm saying? Like, the, he he's trying to con- he just constantly contradicts himself depending upon what narrative he's trying to spin to whatever place he's currently at, and it's all going to catch up with him. And I am going to laugh when it does. It's just one of those karma situations where he's just going to be him. He's not going to win this lawsuit. There's just no possible way that he's going to win no. this defamation lawsuit. No. And he has made his bed. He went to live. He's filing these claims. He, I mean, he's just got to be okay with being the most unlikable guy in the game of golf. And he is the one that is perpetuating the narrative. And that's what is the most frustrating thing about Patrick Reed. He doesn't like that people don't like him, but he does things to get people to hate him even more. And he doesn't understand why people then don't like him. It's hilarious. It's just a it's a constant cycle that he just cannot break. And again, it, it gives me something to laugh about when, you know, we have this event. And by the way, the Dunhill needs to figure out to be in a better part of the calendar. Because I love that event. You have the yeah. old course, Carnoustie and Kings Barnes. And they're all three uniquely different courses. They're all three really cool. They end up playing the old course twice. It's a great 
event to be showcased, and it's just on so early. And it's just going to be on early because it's you know over in the UK. But it's it's on right now when you're more worried about college football and pro football on the weekend that you you don't get immersed in it as much as I think you possibly could. And look. Over there, I mean, I'm sure that's what they care about is, is that event. They don't yeah. have college and pro football or football at least to care about on those weekend days, so maybe they won't change it. But it's it's a really cool event that certainly deserves more attention than it actually ends up getting. It was great to see Rory over there. You know, Rory, the, the year of Rory continues. You know, good to see him continue to play after the year that he's had. Um, man, we are we are number one fans of that dude on this show. He oh. just... Continues to press all the right buttons. It was it was pouring. When yeah, I, I the was weather watching, was terrible. It was, it was absolutely awful. Like they were, I mean, full rain gear, and it's so, it so looked so miserable. Watching Rory like grind out a one under par round. I think it was on Friday when he was at Kings Barnes. It was it was tough to watch. I haven't had a chance to play overseas. I know you have, but I, that's the thing that I I find the most wild about people that play overseas is like wearing that much rain gear, just yeah. taking rain to the face, wind to the face. And just it being understood that that's part of the experience, yeah. and you're paying for that experience. Like that, in most places in the U.S., that's just catching a really bad break to go and play at marquee course in that kind of weather. Yeah. Over there, it's just understood, and that's just okay. I, that's hard for me to wrap my mind around. I was very lucky. And, you know, I, I knew there was going to be some rain. You had the rain gear with you when I went over and played in Scotland. Or, well, my I packed rain gear. It never made it to me. So <laughs> shout out to Tony Smith, who somehow packed extra rain gear, and then I ended up with some. But where we would only get a little bit of rain, and maybe you'd throw on the jacket. I never threw on the bottoms. It was just a jacket because you knew it was just going to be a brief hole or two thing. And then it kind of cleared up, and you could take the rain gloves off. And, and I was cool with that. It got really windy the last two days we were there to the point where like people who were members of the courses we were at were walking off going, we don't need to deal with this. And you're there. You already yeah. paid. What are you <laughs> going to do? Like, I, well, I paid to play this course. I'm going to play it today. So, but I am glad we did not have to deal with the rain that I'm sure you had to deal with in out east this yeah, week. Yeah, that was tough. And the rain that they were dealing with at the, at the Dunhill because that's, that's not fun for anyone. Like it, it feels like you've got to take like two days to get dry after that kind of rain. Don't have to worry about rain in Vegas this upcoming weekend for for Shriners. Are we going to make the picks now? Whew, uh, no, I need more time. <laughs> I completely forgot that the Shriners. We have going events on. to talk about on the irrelevant yeah. PGA Tour schedule this time of year. Yes, Dave. we do. We will make picks for the Shriners, and we will tell you more about Fairways and Woodside in our course review coming up next. But first, let me tell you about one of the top five golf courses in the United States that was designed by Arnold Palmer. That's right. I'm talking about the Bog Golf Course right here in the state of Wisconsin. You can go up to Sockville and. Play Play at GolfTheBog.com is their website. The Bog offers a challenging but playable golf course in that beautiful setting that they have in Sockville. The Bog is, uh, I've got a couple of buddies I know that were going up there today, and I told them, one was coming in from out of state. I couldn't make it because I was here today, and I just told them, hey, if you boys play well up there, just know you, the, the score, you know, you, you put down a good score, you know you golfed your ball around there. you got to hit quality shots to play well at the Bog. It's what I enjoy about it so much. Go to their website, GolfTheBog.com. Come. We make picks plus review Fairways of Woodside. Coming up next on the tee. No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more on the tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. For it's on the tee with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. I can't. 
drink you No, I can't drink you Special thanks to our friends at Annex Wealth Management. They are proud supporters of On the Tee. Bring you On the Tee each and every week. And Annex Wealth Management, a proud sponsor of On the Tee. It is time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. AnnexWealth.com. Click on the Get Started button. We do have the Shriners Children's Open out in Vegas and for whatever reason, I, I somehow feel like the last couple of years, I end up somehow stumbling on this and watching it before Sunday Night Football. And somehow I'm going to get that opportunity again this year because the Packers are playing in London and my post-game show is going to be over by 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, so, sent you up for a little primetime golf. Yeah, a little primetime golf. Get to watch some, some boys play out in Vegas. Who do you like in the Shriners it's this week? Great, and our Gruber Lofts is one call that's all picked. It's a, uh, it's a nice field in Vegas this upcoming weekend. I uh, I have a little spoiler for uh, year three of On the Tee, which I hope is uh, going to happen. But, uh, you know, year two, I, I rode the Xander train pretty hard. Um, I, I already know who you're picking, and I was probably going to pick and, the same guy. And I, I'm ready to go all in on uh, – he doesn't know yet, but he's our friend of show – Tom Kim. Yep. <laughs> He's our guy. I, I'm going to pick Tom Kim a lot next year, and I don't know if you uh, you do fantasy golf or you bet because of our picks, but I'm riding the Tom Kim train real hard headed into 2023. I am going to be rooting for Tom Kim. Uh, Patrick Cantley's playing this event. Sunjay M won it a, a year ago, so you do have some President's Cup flavor in the field this week out in Vegas. But, yes, Tom Kim is the guy that I am 100% going to be rooting for this week, and he is going to be my Gruber Law Office's one call. That's all pick as well uh, for the Shriners Children's Open out in Vegas. We are out here at Fairways of Woodside in Sussex. We had our second annual On the Tee Open out here, thanking all of our partners who have been such a, a, a crucial part of us here doing On the Tee each and every week, each and every Monday. So it's only right that we review Fairways of Woodside, courtesy of our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. Favorite hole out here, Stephen? I love 17. At yeah, Fairways of Woodside, you got hole. the water all along the right. Um, it is, it, it's just a, it tests you off the tee. Depending on where they put the pin today in our on the tee outing, they had it kind of tucked. It was a little further back than it looked from your approach shot, but sometimes they tuck it right behind the trap. That kind of protects that green. Uh, I, I think 17 is my favorite. I really like 10 as well. Another water hole. Um, that you have to hit a second shot over water to somewhat of a half-island green. I like 10 and 17 out here at Fairways of Woodside. Yeah, they're, the back nine is certainly the more challenging of the two nines. Yeah. And, you know, fairways, I like fairways because 
it opens with a handshake, closes with a handshake, and you're going to be tested everywhere in between. I mean, the par threes out here, varying lengths. Um, it's, it's one of the hardest par threes out here that they have, hole number three. If you played from the back tee today, it was like 222, still yeah. 200 yards from the white tee, which was up today. It was um, it's such a challenging par three. It kind of slopes away from you. I don't think I've ever made a two on that hole, but I do love the back nine. 17 is one of my favorite holes, but I do enjoy the stretch of... Uh, 13, 14, 15. So 13 is a is a dog leg left. There's some trees, so you can't necessarily get it up and over. You're going to have a longer second shot coming in. Because of the way, uh, excuse me, 13 is the par 5, yep. where you have to hit, you're probably hitting less than driver to keep it in play, because you have to keep it. There's two ponds. To be, if you're in the rough, you're in a pond. Yep. You got to keep it in the fairway. Then it's a tough second shot coming up. Then 14 is that tough par five. And then, excuse me, tough par four. Then it's followed up with a par five that's not reachable because of the way it snakes around a grouping of trees. Three holes that are going to absolutely challenge you. And those are the three holes that are going to make or break your round. You get through that stretch, you know, one over par. You're feeling really good about closing out with what you have in front of you. You get to that stretch and you're playing really well. That can upset your round, and all of a sudden, you know, your your 77 can quickly become an 82. And I got to say, um, for what time of year it is and how much play this golf course gets, Gabe, I mean, we heard from Rob McDonald earlier in the show, 40,000-plus rounds a year they get here at Fairways of Woodside. These greens were impeccable oh, they were for the amount great. of play that this course gets. Yeah, and for being a public course, there are some spots where you're putting down a hill, it's quick, man. Yeah. It gets it get it can get tricky. There's some false fronts that can take your ball and and a shot that you think is tight when you're walking up and you realize, oh, I hit the wrong side of that hill, and all of a sudden you're you're chipping or you have a you know kind of a fairway um, putt. It, it, it's it's a nice test, it really is. And and for the everyday golfer and what they're trying to do out here, it's not just a fun environment where you can go out and drink and play with your buddies, like. This is a great golf course and designed well, and it's a good test for, for what you're going to get from an everyday public course. Fairweasonwoodside.com is their website. Special thanks to Rob, and special thanks to everybody who came out here today uh, to support the On the Tee Open, support us in the show that we do here each and every Monday during the golf season. So thank you to everybody who is out here. Next week, a special show coming your way as we are going to be heading north. We're going to be heading up to Whistling Straits and Kohler, Wisconsin, as we have a tribute show to one of the Giants who unfortunately passed earlier this year in Herb Kohler. Our Herb Kohler tribute show will be next week right here on the team.